All right. Hey, guys. Just me here. Listen to this. Ready? Oh, dang it. It didn't do it as well this time. Um, I started drinking kombucha. <laughs> I don't know why I always thought that kombucha was disgusting. I think because of that video of Brittany Broski from a few years ago when she was trying it for the first time. I just, I never tried it because her reaction scared me. But... I started drinking kombucha because it's good for your gut health and I'm trying to get to the root of my hormonal acne, all that jazz. We'll talk about it. Let's 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 get into it, you guys. Welcome back to Fun on Weekdays podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Palik, just me here today. So some intimate time with you, just to kind of catch you up on what I've been up to. I think the last time that we chit-chatted with each other was before I went to Paris. So let me give you the lowdown on that trip. I'll tell you how it went. It was my first time going abroad, um, which was just so crazy. I'm so thankful, so grateful. I brought Connor with me. I got to bring a plus one. So we actually made it into kind of like a little birthday trip on our own, just time to explore aside from it. So I was invited by Nespresso, <laughs> which like actually makes me laugh because saying those words out loud, like Nespresso invited, what, what? So wild still, but Nespresso invited me to Paris. They are coming out with a new holiday collection with Pierre Hermé, who is a famous chocolatier based in Paris. So it was basically like one full day of activities, but a three-day span of like travel and everything. So we added some extra days beginning, some extra days at the end. We went to London at the end and our time in Paris was so pretty. It's pretty much exactly what I ever pictured it. Um, we went to the Eiffel Tower probably like almost every day, to be honest. And it's so funny because like when I think of Paris, it's all I think about. Um, but we did some other things too. My favorite thing we did in Paris was going to the Palace of Versailles so gorgeous I could have taken the entire day and a half just going through the entire palace um, but we didn't have that much time so we rented a golf cart and we drove around the property outside the garden is incredible oh my gosh like I could not I could never get, imagine getting married there I don't know if that's like something they do but it would be a fairy tale wedding so going to Palace of Versailles was probably um, one of the highlights of our trip did some really cool things with Nespresso and um, our full day there for Nespresso was, okay, I'll, I guess I'll, I'll walk you through kind of what the trip was like because it was a little bit different than other trips that I've been on for a brand. Um, this one was definitely a lot more for like kind of PR, you know, to launch this collection. So the first night we went to dinner and it was very fancy. Everything in Paris is so fancy. And I am not a fancy person, like, at all. I felt kind of out of place at times. Um, and it was the international team from Nespresso. So there were people from Sweden, people from Europe, people from Brazil, um, people literally all over. There are about, like, 30 of us total. First night, we go to dinner, get home late. One thing about Paris is they are going to take five hours to eat dinner. Like every single meal is savoring. Everything is in stages. Like you get a drink and then you get water and then you get an appetizer and then the meal and then another drink and then dessert. It's like we are going to stretch it out as long as we possibly can. So that was like really cool. Um, just getting time to meet everyone. And then in the morning, waking up bright and early, getting at it and at 9 a.m., we went over to this, like, really cool house, and it had this kitchen where inside, Pierre was doing a tasting and just describing um, basically what 
his whole thought process for the flavors that he co-created with Nespresso. Um, so we did a, a taste test for that, and then they got paired with different macaroons. So I was on a sugar high and a caffeine high at this point. I've had like three cups of, of espresso. I've had three macaroons. Then we had to lunch, and then after lunch, we went to one of their flagship stores and or boutique store. I don't really know the difference between flagship and boutique, but one of their stores in Paris and um, the mixologist there showed us how to make all these different fancy types of coffee drinks. So I had a couple more coffees there. <laughs> then we went home um, and got redressed. We went to a little cocktail party for that. And that was like a, the official press press release. Um, they were taking tons of photos and everything. They had little snacks going around. I had an espresso martini, of course. And so it was just a really, really beautiful time. The next day, um, that's when we went to Palace of Versailles. And then at night we had our closing dinner. And so it was a, a pretty like quick trip, but we made the most out of it, had a beautiful time in Paris. And then we went over to London. Um, when we got off in London, it was just a completely different vibe. It was about a two hour train ride and just the way that people dress there is the main thing that I noticed. In Paris, everyone is so formal. There was a day that Connor and I were switching our hotel and we worked out right before, so we couldn't check in right away. So we're walking around in our athleisure, which is pretty much what everyone in America wears. And we were being looked up and down. Like people were kind of looking at us like, ew. <laughs> Rightfully so. We probably smelled. I mean, we were just working out. So then we touched down in London and we were in London for five days. Loved it there. Oh my gosh, I could see myself living there. I also think too, the fact that majority of people there speak English was, you know, pretty helpful and not much of a barrier. We went to Matilda, the musical. It was incredible. November 1st, what? How did that happen? I say this every time a new holiday rolls around, but seriously, I have a lot to do because my family is coming to Texas this year to celebrate Thanksgiving. They're going to stay with me in Austin for a night or two at the house, which means I got to get the guest bedroom set up. I got to get my dining table set up. I got to get the house in shape. Everything that I need in order to finish furnishing it is at Macy's and everything is linked on my Macy's webpage, which is macy's.com forward slash F-O-W. And more importantly, I got to start thinking about what I'm going to wear to impress my cool aunt at Thanksgiving. Seriously, I will never forget it. Um, oh my God. If you ever had the chance to go and see it, absolutely do. That was my favorite thing that we did in, in London. Also went to an escape room. Duh. Had to. Absolutely had to. Um, we met up with Connor's friends, Katie and her boyfriend. Katie was on The Bachelor a few years ago. Katie Mo, she's so sweet. Oh my God, I could I could make an entire podcast about how much I love this girl. So it was cool to like see somebody familiar because 10 days away, like I did not realize how long of a trip that was until we were there and you get to the kind of end in it, end of it and you look back and realize how long you've been away. Um, so it was good to see a girlfriend hang out with her and then we came back and yeah, that's pretty much it. That's pretty much my Paris, London experience. I have a highlight of the trip on my Instagram. If you want to see any of the places that we went to, if you are planning a trip yourself, beautiful time. So thankful. So, so, so thank you. Thankful for Nespresso. One thing that I experienced on my trip was absolutely horrible, horrible breakouts um, of acne. I've always dealt with acne. I've talked about it 
so many times. I've shared it on TikTok and it really was like the worst for me in college. I didn't experience horrible breakouts until college. And then I went on curology for a year or two and then it cleared up and everything was fine. And then after moving to Austin, I've had like ebbs and flows of my skin being really, really bad and then pretty bad and then really good. And it's just so, uh, it's so exhausting. Anybody that struggles with acne, like please understand that I know exactly how you feel. Every day when you wake up and you look in the mirror and you feel like you can't even see yourself because all you're seeing are your breakouts and your blemishes and all these things that are so distracting from the qualities that you do love about yourself. So when I was in Paris, I'm not going to lie, like I was really in my head about how I looked every time we left and also just getting ready. And it was really discouraging to me because it's like, I'm in fucking Paris. What am I doing here being upset with myself because I have a giant pimple on my forehead? Who the hell cares? But um, I was struggling with that pretty bad in Paris. And I don't know if it was a combination of traveling. Um, <laughs> people are going to say you're stupid for this. But I dermaplaned my face at home. I did a little DIY shaveroo <laughs> like a couple of days before I left for the trip. And I'm not kidding you. Later that night after I did it, this video popped up on my For You page of a girl. Her face was so broken out, so irritated and, and um, just red and it looked so painful. Basically her saying that it happened because she tried to dermaplane her face at home and she was using the exact same razor that I used. Um, so my skin had already been breaking out really bad hormonally around my jaw. I get these like little tiny bumps. They're kind of like under the skin and to the blind eye, if you're looking straight on at me, you can't really see it. It's more so just something that I know is there. And so I think in my mind that everyone is noticing it, but they probably aren't. Um, But when you're in the lighting from the side, you can see all the texture on your skin. And I usually get my face dermaplaned at the med spa that I go to, which is Aurora Med Spa in Georgetown. If you go there, tell them I sent you. I love those girls. They're so kind. And um, I couldn't get in. So I'm like, you know what? I'll just do it at home, save some money, whatever. And sure enough, I do think that that had something to do with it. But my my skin was already breaking out regardless. It was probably just another thing that I did that was irritating it. And I was also PMSing. <laughs> I knew I was PMSing because I was so irritable. Like things that wouldn't normally annoy me start annoying me when I'm PMSing. And you also just feel it within you. I don't know if anyone else feels it, but I can sense it. And uh, so... PMSing, I usually get pretty bad breakouts, especially the under the skin ones. Those ones hurt so fucking bad. It's like a giant mound under your skin. It's not like you can even pick at it. You can't get anything out of it because you just literally have to live with it until it finally decides like, okay, (laughs) I'm ready to stop ruining your life. I'm going to go away now. And then it just goes away overnight. So when I got back from Paris, um, I've been taking my skincare a little bit more seriously, trying to get to the root cause of it because I'm just so sick of feeling this way. And one thing that I've noticed in my life is that I constantly say things that I don't enjoy, whether it's like, oh, I want to be more, more active or I want to go on more walks or I want to hang out with my friends more or I want to figure out what's going off my skin. And it's so easy for me to make excuses and it's like, oh, well, I've been traveling, so I can't or oh, well, the workout class isn't at a good time, so I can't. And it's really easy for me to make these mistakes. And I'm so sick of making these mistakes, not mistakes, excuses, I should say. 
And after my episode with Courtney, when she was saying that the way that you find confidence in yourself is by making a commitment and sticking to it. And then over time, you know, building trust in yourself. And I'm like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense because I make commitments to myself or I say things that I'm going to do that I don't actually show up for myself. I don't follow through on those things. And then over time, it's just kind of like, oh, well, yeah, I'm just going to continue to keep making excuses if that's my mindset, if that's my habit of doing that because I don't have confidence that I'm going to. I just said a lot of words and I might have said a lot of nothing within all of those words. But what I'm really trying to say is I started sharing my journey of my skincare situation on TikTok, which I have before, but this time I think is a little bit different because when you say, oh, I I struggle with acne, but it doesn't look that bad to people, people don't really care. But when you show your face and your face has blemishes all over it, people like will get annoyed with me that I am struggling with acne. People will get annoyed that I haven't tried so-and-so product or whatever. And then it's kind of like after I share that initial post about struggling with it, people kind of think it's an invitation then to give me advice on every single other thing that I post ever. And I'm so appreciative. Don't get me wrong for the people that care about me and send me nice messages and, you know, they give me recommendations and everything. But with such an overload of comments and messages and people telling me, oh, you should do this or you should do that or this is why it's happening. It's so hard for me to have an actual judgment of what the right next move is. So as everyone's telling me, girl, you need to just go to the dermatologist. I'm like, you're right. That's something that I've been saying that I need to do, which is go to the dermatologist. And I've been putting it off. One of those things that I keep making excuses for because I'm like, oh, I'm too busy or, oh, I'm traveling. My main excuse though which really isn't an excuse, it's fine. I'm I'm admitting it, it's okay, is I wasn't on healthcare. I didn't have health insurance for a while. And then my parents actually switched their healthcare at the beginning of this year. And I'm now able to be on theirs again. However, their health insurance is not really covered by majority of Texas providers. So it's really, really difficult to find a provider, whether it's a dermatologist or just a regular, you know, what do you, like a primary care doctor or OBGYN, pretty much nowhere, or a dentist, pretty much nowhere really covers my insurance. So it's all out of pocket. Like I went to the um, Minute Clinic one time because I had a yeast infection and it cost me almost $2,000 just for them to have me pee in a cup and, you know, swab inside, <laughs> swab inside of me. And I got it all cleared up. So it's all good. I don't have yeast infection anymore. But Basically, after that, I was kind of scared because I'm like, well, I don't know how much this is going to cost. And knowing that it's not covered by insurance. But then it's also this battle in my mind. And it's like, Jenna, you're making money an excuse. Like I, if this is something that I struggle with every day that has something to do with how I feel about myself, then I should just make the investment of feeling good about myself, whether it's $100, $500 or $1,000, which hopefully it's not. Hopefully we can figure it out. But it's like an investment that why am I putting it off if it has so much to do with how I view myself? So (laughs) this is where this story, I haven't told this part of the story yet on TikTok. So I download ZocDoc, which is an app that you can see a bunch of medical providers around you because I just didn't know. And with so many people telling me like, 
oh, you need to go to a dermatologist or a holistic doctor or OBGYN or a functional doctor. It's like, girl, make up your mind. Who am I supposed to see? So because it's an acne issue, I decided I'm going to go the dermatologist route first. I type into my ZocDoc app, dermatologist, and I want this cleared immediately. So I'm just looking for the soonest provider that I can find because I mean, reality is people are like, why haven't you gone to getting your license replaced? And it's like, well, you actually can't get into an appointment until March. So that is a real excuse. Same with a lot of really good reputable providers is you can't get in in in, within a week or two weeks or maybe even a month. Same with a hairstylist, you know? If you're having an issue with your hair, sometimes it's better to just wait it out and go to somebody that you trust versus picking some random ass person on ZocDoc. So I find this guy and I did my research. Okay, I didn't do it very well, obviously, but he had good reviews. And to me, I was like, okay, cool. I didn't realize though that he wasn't primarily a dermatologist. He's just an overall physician's assistant. And I'm also, I also don't come from like a medical world. So I don't really know what that means, which by all means, I literally could have Googled it. Like, again, I'm not trying to make any excuses for myself. At this point, it's just a funny story. So I make this appointment and I put in the wrong address at first because um, it took me somewhere really, really random. And then I called them and said, hey, I think your website is linking to the wrong place because I'm at some random storage unit right now. Like this, (laughs) unless this is the right place, I don't think I'm going to come out of the car. But surely enough, I was at the wrong place. So I drive over and I walk. I don't want to say the name of the place because I'm really not trying to drag this man. It was not his fault. It was my fault. Um, I walk in and first of all, I don't even know how he was real. He looked like a living, breathing, walking Kendall. His skin was like the clearest, most elastic, like tight, shiny skin I've ever seen. It was gorgeous. I'm like, oh, okay. Maybe I do trust him because I want my skin to look like his. And, um, he had, he had gorgeous teeth, like he just seriously looked like a Ken doll. I don't know how else to describe him. So he greets me and I'm looking around this office. <laughs> I didn't share this on TikTok because I just know people were going to say that I'm dumb and I am dumb. It's fine. I keep saying that, but every single poster and like banner in this place is a photo of a man, like specifically his arm muscles or his abs. And a lot of the little banners were saying different types of new injectables that allow men to reduce their fat so you can see more of their muscles. And I was just very confused. Like all of the signage around this place was showing me that this was a men's health clinic. And I felt very, (laughs) I was embarrassed, but I also didn't want to just be like, I think I'm at the wrong place and then just skedaddle out of there. So he took me into the back and we start talking. I start telling him, you know, oversharing everything about my, my period and my hormones and all that stuff. And I asked him about cycle syncing, which at this time now I realize is not a commonly known thing. I found out about cycle syncing on TikTok. It is more of like a trend of a way that people are trying to cure their hormonal imbalance themselves, which I can talk about in a minute, but he didn't know what it was, which at the time I thought was a red flag. Now looking back, I realize it wasn't because why would he know about that if it's not a medically tested 
true way to, you know, cure whatever. So just telling him about how, you know, my dad was on Accutane when he was in college and it really cleared everything up for him. And I really, really want to go on Accutane, but my mom tells me no, my dad tells me no. And he advised me Accutane for a lot of people is an absolute last resort. Looking at you right now, I don't think that Accutane is what you need to do. I think that there are so many other solutions we can do before we do Accutane just because it is so harsh on your body. And, you know, it's not proven to completely treat you forever. I've also gotten so many messages of people saying that Accutane didn't work for them and the acne came back like a couple months later. So I'm, again, still sitting here thinking about all of these comments, all these messages I get that are all contradicting each other. Meanwhile, him here with these pictures of abs behind him and I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing? So I tell him how I think that I have something going on hormonally that's like imbalanced and that's why it's causing so much breakouts around my chin. But beyond that, I've always struggled with like, (laughs) I don't know if I've ever said this anywhere. I have hairs all over my fucking chin. I pluck them literally on the daily. Like they grow back and it's so sharp at the, the point that like if I rubbed my hand under my chin, I could cut my hand. You know, those types of hairs that are so thick like that. Well, I had them on my chin and um, I just kind of assumed that everyone had them because why would I not? Like, it's just such a normal thing for me. It's, I've had it since, you know, college, but it's gotten way worse recently where it's like, okay, in college, you know, you get a hair here and there, you pluck it, whatever. I've never shaved it. Um, Always pluck. I'm a plucking type of girl. And now this may be due to me in, you know, high school being insecure that I had a very hairy body. I've always had a hairy body. I have dark hair, lighter skin, especially in the winter. You see the hair a lot more. I mean, my, my arms like are basically a blanket. So my stomach, I started shaving my happy trail. (laughs) I don't know if it was high school or maybe even middle school, but I've always been insecure about it. And it wasn't until this year that I started plucking it, which works a lot better, you guys. And let me, let me just tell you guys, I have finally saved enough money and time and mainly I'm not scared enough where I'm going to do laser hair removal this winter and just get it gone because it's so frustrating to me. I, I hate it. Um, but like I've always had excessive hair growth in random places that most women don't. I've talked to my friends about it before. I'm like, you guys have hairy nipples? You know, like, I mean, yeah, like here and there. I'm like, what? Like, what do you mean here and there? <laughs> like, so I just think that that, you know, the excessive hair growth, I'm losing hair on my head out of the ass. I'm not kidding you. Also quite literally, because you know when you shower and your hair falls out and then it <laughs> drips down your back <laughs> into your butt. Okay, I got to stop oversharing because Santino, who edits this podcast, is be like, okay, this is enough. I don't need to know this about you. But anyway, I've been losing hair like really bad, especially around my hairline. I have premature grays. I just look at my body overall and I'm like, I know that I cannot be in good health. Like there's no way. There's just no way. My skin is freaking out. My hair is falling out, but it's also overgrowing. And when it comes to working out, I feel like I've been in the best physical shape that I have been in terms of my exercise and my strength. And it's just not, it's not reflecting that in my physique if that makes sense, which 
truly, and I've talked about this before, like I've always struggled with body image, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's always felt like lately my lower stomach is just such a, such a problem area for me because it is painful. It feels like really hard, like I'm bloating, but I don't have the type of bloating that other people have by any means. I've seen, I've seen videos of people bloating on TikTok. I'm like, oh my gosh, it looks so painful. I more so get that mm, maybe like two to three weeks of the month, you know, not the entire month, but I don't know. So I feel like there's something going on, but I was self-diagnosing myself because as I started having all these feelings, especially while being in Paris, I started Googling, you know, what could be going on. And I've started seeing all these videos about PCOS. And so in my mind, I'm like, oh, I might have that. But then people are being upset because, you know, it's like, I don't want to self-diagnose myself and then say that I have all these symptoms and then it's not actually that and then give false information. And so I've been trying to like take back on what I share online in terms of my journey because I, I've been trying different things. One of those things being cycle syncing which I learned about on TikTok and like I said I talked to it this guy um about it oh by the way I didn't go back to the guy I texted him afterwards and I said thank you so much for your time I decided I'm going to go and see you know someone that specializes in hormones (laughs) and he was like totally understandable no worries at all have a great week so he probably thought the same thing about me honestly if I think about what he thought about me walking in those doors he was probably just as confused as me so anyways I started this thing called cycle syncing which is, as I said, kind of an at-home way for you to try and balance your hormones. Um, I have not been on birth control for since beginning of this year. The, The main reason why I went on it to begin with was because I was trying to, you know, figure out my hormonal acne. And then I got off of it because it was just like, I couldn't keep up with taking the pills every day. I would always forget. And so I was so inconsistent with it. And I just... I started seeing all these things about how harsh birth control can be on your body and all these things. So I just decided like, you know what, I'm okay without it. Um, And so this is basically a way for you to kind of track your cycle in a way. So there's four stages, which as I mentioned, I don't want to be your main source of education because what I'm saying may be not completely factual because I'm still learning. But the first phase is menstrual phase, which is obviously when you have your period. And so the main thing that I changed was I read that if you drink caffeine while you're on your period, um, it can lead to more, what's the word? It can lead to worse PMS symptoms. So whether you have like really bad cramps um, or it can make your period like longer, it can make you more irritable, it can make you inflamed and it can also have something to do with your skin too. Like if your skin is super sensitive, you might break out more. And so I, for like six, seven days, I stopped drinking caffeine, which was so hard. Let me just tell you, I missed my morning cup of coffee. Like without that, it made me realize how much I actually depend on caffeine. Um, what, if it's not coffee, it's like some type of drink that has caffeine in it. So If you're feeling like your period is absolutely horrible and you're drinking a ton of coffee or a ton of caffeine during it, try and cut back on it and see if that helps you feel better. Um, I'm, I'm back on my caffeine game though. I couldn't give it up for long, but you're able to like after. So that was like the main thing that I did. And then, um, I started eating food that's really high in iron because you're on your period. So you're losing blood, Blood has iron. I think, Mm, I think so. 
I, for the first time in my life, started eating lentils. <laughs> I don't know if I'm a fan or not. I don't know. Straight up lentils, not really my thing, but lentils with some brown rice or something, that's okay. So I started eating lentils. I ate a lot of kale. I ate a lot of mangoes during the week. Um, some pineapples, strawberries. I basically, I will link the article that I'm referencing right now because this is exactly what I've been following is just everything that this girl says. Her name is Camille. It's a blog and I'll have it in the episode description so you can reference it um, if you want to try it. But you also sync your workouts as well to your period, which makes a lot of sense when I say it out loud. But I guess I've just never thought about syncing my workouts to my menstrual cycle. So when you are on your period, you take it easy, you rest, you walk. This is your time to stretch and do yoga and just use things that are like super low impact and more mindful, which is just, again, it seems very counterintuitive, like, duh, like, duh, that's what you do. But I, I always just felt like if I took a couple of days off from working out, then I was going to lose my progress, whether I was on my period or not. So makes sense. Um, now I'm in my follicular phase, which is after your period. And it can last, I think like up to 14 days or something like that. I think I need to pull out this article because I don't want to be giving you some false information. Okay. Your follicular phase is around 13 time, 13 days. So this is when your energy starts to increase, which I've definitely noticed. You start getting like a little bit more motivation. You start having more energy and you work out your hardest and you stay the most active during this time. So to support your body with energy building foods, which means plenty of vitamins, nutrients and pop for the punch are the best here. Oh, okay. Drink plenty of water. Hydration is like a huge thing with all phases, which I'm so bad at drinking water, like water. It almost, you can tell in my voice that I don't drink enough water. <laughs> I really, really need to, but, and then I could go into all of these things, but I'll let you guys read it yourselves. There's different foods that help you nourish your body the way that you need to, so you can get the most out of your workout and then getting the most out of your workout and lowering your cortisol will help, you know, lower your stress and will hopefully then help balance your hormones a little bit more. So I've been trying this. Um, the next phase that I haven't gotten to yet is the ovulatory phase. This is um, around 14 days after your first day of your period. So this is when your egg is releasing into your fallopian tubes and you're starting to be fertile and all that jazz, all that fun stuff. And this is when you should avoid like uh, salty foods because you are going to be bloating at this point, which, um, it's probably around the time of like your PMS, I, I believe. And that's for me when I feel it the most, um, again, a lot of water and then they have the foods listed here. So I've just been following this luteal phase. Um, yeah. So go ahead and read it yourself. I'm trying it for a month. I'm just going to kind of see if this does anything for my skin. And in the meantime, I'm figuring out, you know, a doctor to go and see whether that is an OBGYN, which I do still need to go to. Um, and then also like a hormone doctor and figure all of this out because it has a lot to do with how I view myself lately. And I've just been like really, really struggling with my self-image. And to put it quite frankly, it makes me not want to create content when I don't really like love how I'm looking and feeling lately. And so I just wanted to share that with you. And yeah, that's pretty much it. That's what I've been up to though. I've been trying to cycle sync, um, figuring out if that is working for me. And also just, you know, 
Getting back into routine here in Austin, I think is really huge for me. I've always lacked routine since I quit my job. And so lately, um, I've just been a lot better about making intentional time to get certain tasks during done during the day for work, whether it's like a partnership or something. Um, I'm working on this really exciting project right now with dibs. So I'll talk to you about that when it comes out sooner in November. And then another really exciting thing at the beginning of next year. But um, yeah, just trying to kind of get my shit together, you know, trying to really create habits every single day that are like enhancing my life because I think a lot of the habits that I have are excuses or they're negative habits that are negatively affecting the way I view myself. And so happy to share this journey with you. The last thing I wanted to share with you is just a little update on my job search. (laughs) So I put out an episode about feeling a little bit unfulfilled in social media. And I just want to say, like, I'm so grateful for all the support. I'm so grateful that a lot of you guys understand where I'm coming from. And I never wanted to sound like I was ungrateful or, you know, taking advantage of where I'm at or any of those types of things, you know. And so social media is still a huge part of my life. It's still going to be part of my income as I shift focus. And so I mentioned that I wanted to get into teaching Pilates. Um, So the update on that is I had an interview right before I went to Paris with my studio just to make sure I was like a good fit for their core values. And that went great. They told me the next step really is to just take like 10 to 12 classes where I just mainly shadow different instructors and I get a feel for their different teaching styles some of the things that they do during the class whether they're like walking around or they're showing different moves or all those things um and then also just like getting a feel for what type of class and type of uh routine that I want to teach sorry I have an itch in my ear and then after I take those 10 classes, when I got back from Paris, I was on my period. And as I said, I was trying to cycle sync. So Pilates didn't really fall into some of the exercises that I should have been doing at that time. Now they do. So I have around like six, five or six classes left that I need to shadow and take. And then I will start the actual training portion of it. So it's $250 for me to do the training. I am teaching it through True Fusion. So the thing about the certification is that it's not transferable. If I wanted to go and teach Pilates at a different studio, like they wouldn't accept my training from True Fusion. And so that's totally fine with me because it's the only place I want to teach as of right now in my life. And it's also not as much of a financial commitment as some other Pilates certifications. One thing though is their Pilates is more of like hit, more of a circuit boot camp style where you are on the ground and you'll use bands, you'll use, you know, weights and stuff like that, but it's not reformer Pilates. Reformer Pilates is when you're on that machine. It looks like a sex machine and you are like sliding on a platform and you're pulling things and you're pushing and your Pilates reformer is so hard. It's not really my thing. It's a little slow paced for me, but boy, does it work. There's a solid core here in Austin that I've been to a couple times and it's very, very difficult, but that's not really the type of class that I want to teach. So going with teaching at True Fusion, um, the actual training itself should take a few weekends. I don't know exactly how many. Um, Yeah, we'll figure it out once I get to that point. They haven't told me yet because I have to finish these classes first before we get into scheduling the actual training portion of it. My goal is to start teaching at the beginning of 2023. I don't know if that's a feasible goal or not, depending on how long the training is. 
So we'll see. We'll figure it out. But yes, I am still pursuing that path. One thing about me is if I say that I'm going to do something career related, like I'm going to do it. If I say I'm going to do something personally related, something like I'm going to go to the dermatologist, oftentimes it's like, yeah, I'm going to do it, but I'm not going to do it right away. Career-wise, complete opposite story. I do I do whatever right away. I don't know why that is. I think I need to shift my mindset to match. And then the other part was I mentioned that I wanted to get back into bridal or potentially go and work at Sherry Hill again. So I reached out to Sherry Hill and I had a call with the with her son, um, who is the CEO last week. It was a very casual conversation. I really didn't know what to expect. I was like, is this an interview? Is this, am I, what is going on here? And he basically asked me, so what do you want to do? And I was like, what? I just was not prepared for that question because I didn't know what to expect. And he just said, what, I got your email. What do you, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, I, I would love to, you know, just do whatever you guys need. I know that the company wears a lot of hats. You guys have a lot of projects. It's a small company. There's only like 10 employees, um, maybe maybe more than that, but really not a lot of people. And so if you have a photo shoot you need help with, or if you have a marketing campaign that you need somebody to run, or if you need help with creating content, that I can totally do that. But I overall would love to be a part of your sales team, and I would love to manage different retailers and, you know, do all of that stuff, like managing accounts. And basically they don't have a need to hire anyone right now. Like they're not in the dire need that, oh, we absolutely need someone for sales. And so it was more so a call of, I think he was trying to figure out if I could identify an area where maybe they could improve upon. But I think he was mainly thinking more social media focused. So I asked, okay, within the social media realm, are you looking for somebody to create content in-house, you know, like for Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or whatever it may be? Or are you looking for somebody to run your influencer marketing that can, you know, send out product and you can manage that aspect of it? Are you looking for somebody to manage and run paid social campaigns, like actual advertising on TikTok and all these platforms? And they didn't really have an answer because I don't think it's something that they've like thought too much about because they just really don't need it like Sherry Hill already has such a great name they don't really need all of that additional stuff and so he told me that they're moving their office right now to Buddha which is I think when I put it into my map it's around like 25 minutes south but that is with no traffic and I'm just picturing you know going to work in Buddha Texas at 9 a.m. I don't even know what that traffic would be like but I'm probably I'm pretty sure it'd be pretty long commute Um, And they're just not looking to hire right now because they're moving their entire warehouse there, which is a ton of work. They're building a new light studio there where they shoot all of their website photos. They're building a new showroom there. And so it just didn't feel like it aligned right now with what I want in a career. And it seemed like they're very willing to um, kind of, what's the word? He wanted to know basically what I wanted to do and see if there's an opening in that versus him saying, oh, there's an opening here. Like, let's put you in it if it's not what I actually want to do. So um, he said basically in the next couple of months, once they settle down and they get everything going, they are going to be launching their bridal and then they'll be looking for someone for sales for that. And so I just mentioned, you know, I'm here in Austin. Keep me on the back burner. If anything comes about and you think of me, let me know. I'm very, very fortunate that I have such a good relationship with him and my old 
you know, coworkers at the company. So I still love them and everything, but I don't know if it really is exactly what I want to do. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it might be another situation kind of like TikTok where you have this brand name and you love the brand and you think that it's going to be a great job for you because you love what the brand stands for, but the actual role itself maybe isn't a great alignment. And the whole reason why I feel unfulfilled is because like so much of my life is online and is social media. And I think if my job outside of my influencing job was also social media, it would just be kind of like a double whammy. So I'm really trying to kind of get away from that and of course have it incorporated in some way, but not be everything. So I'm looking more towards a sales position at this moment. I worked all morning to uh, redo my resume. I have not redone my resume since I graduated college, which is wild to think. And so I'm just applying to some bridal um, boutiques, salons, stores. What would you call it? I'm applying to some bridal places here in Austin that are a little bit more local and I think I'm really going to enjoy that aspect of just working in a store, meeting a bunch of people, having the experience of people having this monumental moment in their life where they try on their wedding dress and they come in the mirror and they cry and they feel the most beautiful they've ever felt and their family might be there with them and it might be this magical moment. I know what that feeling felt like when I did it in high school and I think I've always kind of longed for that feeling again in my job and so yeah, that's where I'm at. I'm applying. We'll see if something pans out for the holiday season and, you know, trying to get my skin back in order, doing my cycle syncing, starting my training for Pilates soon. And my family is coming here for Thanksgiving. So we got a lot going on and that's pretty much my update about my life lately. I hope you guys enjoyed this little rambling session here. Uh, Felt like maybe we were just on FaceTime because that's what it feels like for me as I talk into the camera. So that's pretty much it for me. I will talk to you guys next Tuesday. I hope you have a beautiful, wonderful week. And my fun on weekday idea for you is to go to a haunted house. I did that last night. And tonight I am going to a happy hour with my new friend, Logan. I met him at, a um, you know, just a little thrift store. And we just hit it off in the thrift store. And I was like, do you mind if I get your phone number? I want to hang out. So I'm going to go hang out with Logan after work today. I'm going to go do a happy hour. And then at night, I am carving pumpkins with Connor. And we're going to watch a little Halloween movie. So those are my three ideas of your fun on weekdays. Like I said, have a beautiful week. I'll talk to you next Tuesday, Thursday, Wednesday, whenever my podcast comes out. You know, I have not been very consistent lately. So (laughs) I'll talk to you next week.